0: Hey everybody, it's For The Record, episode number 77, Happy Wednesday, and uh, this is going up a few weeks after uh, this one was recorded. Uh, I think I said this on the last show, but uh, for the first time, I think, in ever i am i've been backed up on episodes like we i've never had this happen before and it's been but it's been it's been a good problem i can't complain about that um but we had to hold this one because of some other time sensitive ones that had to go up first um it's just because of album releases and things like that and uh they the team said yeah this is totally cool don't worry about it um but so today is the first of two um episodes that are that were recorded uh last month um This is with uh, John Christensen of Real Big Fish, um, who was he was fucking fantastic. Um, It was so great. We did this um, at the Regency Ballroom. The band played um, right before, or they played a tour with Anti Flag, who is also going to be on the show this week. Um, uh, Both were awesome interviews, and we got we we talked about a lot. Now, I will say really quickly, I. Goofed up in something in one of the questions that I was asking him and when we were talking, um, I realized um, after the fact that I had asked him what recording uh, and writing turn the radio off was like, but he was not even a member of the band at that time. Um, he, I believe everybody in that band was still kind of a part of that scene and was all they knew each other and were friends and stuff like that but and so he was able to answer the question and any kind of thing that was based around it but um, I sincerely apologize I did not realize that until after the fact um, as I went back so that was my bad as an interviewer Um, but regardless the talk was still very fun Uh, it covered a lot of ground just kind of about that at least about that time period Um, the tour that they're doing with anti-flag and how that came about Um, and we i even we talked a little bit about his background playing trumpet and just kind of where um some of the other bands and i guess what what really keeps them going um i mean it's it's hard to i mean it you can absolutely be it's absolutely fair to say that they're i mean they're one of the longest running bands um i've seen within like a ska punk scene that can play venues like the regency ballroom or the warfield and still pack it which is it's crazy the show their show was so much fun um and it was an absolute pleasure so uh this episode was sponsored by audible.com to get a uh, free audiobook um and a 30-day trial visit www.audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash promo for your free audiobook and 30-day free trial. All right, episode number 77 with Real Big Fish. Enjoy. Awesome. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan of you guys for a long time.
1: Me... Yeah, yes. no
0: sweat. Yes. Okay, got
1: it. No, um, but yeah, I've uh, I've listened to you guys for quite a while now, so I'm um very excited to talk to you. Yeah, it's gonna be fun tonight. Yeah, we can't wait, It Just goes awesome. It's great to be back in California finally. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, this has been a long tour. We're on our sixth week, and we're all ready to go home. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, you guys. You'll do. I mean, just from tours I've seen that have either come through here in the past or just whatever you see on Facebook. I mean, you guys tour a lot. And you do, like, long stretches of tours. Yeah, this
1: is six weeks with three days off. Wow. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Are they are the three days off all in a row or is it like oh, one no. day here one day no one
1: day <laughs> and then straight shows for two weeks and then Jesus. one day straight shows for two weeks
0: well at least it's not like work tour where it's kind of like it's you're going all day at least when you have the days uh, off yeah that, the
1: hard thing about work tour is you can never get away from the noise yeah and that's really hard for me that's the hardest part about being on work tour is uh, I need a little alone time it's yeah. <laughs> really hard to, to get that uh, on that tour <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just the humming of whatever it is yeah. even from the bus yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you hear a yeah. hundred generators yeah uh, so it's impossible to get any peace and quiet oh it's insane
0: um you guys did Warped Tour last year, correct? Yes, we did. Okay, last year. sweet. How, how did how did that go? I mean, having done it deferred. I mean, oh, we got to hang years. out with Lesson
1: Jake every day. Sweet. With, uh, Matt and Billy and I, uh, we all played. Uh, this is Johnny Christmas, by the way. Uh, oh, We, we sure. all played with Lesson Jake every other day. Uh, played horns with them. Sweet. And uh, drank beer with them. Nice. And just had a great time. Uh, it's, it's nice to be on that tour and have. Like, like good friends that you can hang out with every
0: day yeah I think that, I mean I think that's one of the coolest things about that tour because even with the like newer bands that do come in and that kind of the punk scene or whatever whatever label you want to put on it there are the bands that were kind of there at the start and then you have a few
1: of those and it's really like it's cool to see all those old friendships and to see all that stuff together yeah and, and it's fun to see some new bands uh, and see see what, what's cool and happening <laughs> right now and uh, so, uh, but I'm I'm glad to be on this tour with Anti Flag. Yeah. yeah, Ballyhoo and pew pew pew! <laughs> it's the best best band. Name I ever. love that band name. It's awesome.
0: Um, how did the How did the idea to tour with Anti Flag come about?
1: You know, we played with them on festivals quite a lot. We we played a show with them uh, about a year ago with Social D. Social D headlining oh, and, and we played an Anti Flag play, and, played, and uh, it just. It's something that we'd always been kicking around. They're great guys, such a great band. They are awesome. So much fun to watch them. And uh, it's just uh, a pleasure to be out here with those guys. Yeah. You know, there's no drama. You get to see them uh, play every night and see them just play a killer show. And and Pat, the drummer, and I are always looking for quiet places to to chill out. And so I am constantly finding him and invading his space. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious. in an ironic way you're yeah, both trying to find yeah, solace and it's it, like hey Exactly exactly. <laughs> and so him and I always laugh about it when I find him. That's
0: funny Um, we and I think the cool thing about this tour as well. You guys are both celebrating album anniversaries Um, you is it the 10th or is it the, the 20th 20th anniversary? I okay, turned the radio off. Yeah, Jeez, 20th. wow, that's insane. I mean What do you remember about that time when you were doing that record?
1: Oh, we are just lucky to have a record that people identified with. You know, we're at the right place at the right time. Uh, You know, being in Orange County, uh, an Orange County band, uh, there was a scene, you know, there's bands, uh, bands like Fishbone, bands like No Doubt. Yeah. Uh, All the No Doubt people went to my rival high school. So (laughs) I went to Magnolia. Derek and I, uh, our bass player and I, went to Magnolia and... uh, and all the no-doubt t- no people all went to Loera, which is just, just down the street from us. Uh, they're a little older than we are. Um, but it's neat to see that uh, there was a scene at that time. And, and a, a lot of uh, Real Big Fish was from Long Beach and from uh, closer to the coast than, than where, where I grew up. Uh, uh, it was awesome to be part of a scene, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I, I say making, it, making a living in this industry, the music industry, it's like being hit by lightning. You, you have a better chance of getting killed by getting hit by lightning. But because you can be the best band in the world and have great songs and then it can just fall on deaf ears. It can, it can be not the time and place for those great songs for that great artist. Uh, and so there's a bit of luck into it and there's a a bit of uh, having to be part of something that's larger than you and uh, so we are lucky that uh, we were part of that scene that Aaron really loves loves horns you know I have a job because because he loves horns Uh, I'm so lucky and uh, we're still doing it 26 years later. That's insane. Years later. Well, I think it's so cool because you see shows like this and you
0: guys can still pack. Many. I mean, the first time I ever saw you guys was... I was a teenager and I went to the film war in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. But I had to scalp a ticket because the show was sold out for like months in advance. Yeah. And then to go in and my friend and I were like, we're here, we finally got in and we pushed our way to the front. And to see a whole crowd of people going just as crazy as they were, I mean... You said 26 You guys have been around 26 years like it just it, it It was an awesome moment to see that and then to still come out to stuff like Warped Tour and to venues like this And see you guys pack It's awesome. Yeah uh, We are very lucky. I can't <laughs> emphasize that, that enough. Oh, man um, God, I mean when you guys were going into the studio to record uh, When you were going into the studio to record this record, what, I mean, what was kind of what was the mindset at that point for you guys? Were you trying to was there a message you guys were trying to put out with the album was there some bigger Everybody kind of has that goal with each record like this is gonna be this kind of record This one's gonna do this step for us or put us on the radio, whatever it is Like what was your guys kind of mindset with that
1: one? Uh, uh, since Aaron w- writes the majority of the songs, you know, it's just his experiences on a, on a day-to-day basis and we're not uh, like Anti-Flag is. We're, Anti-Flag is, is a band about things that are happening out in the larger world. Uh, we're a band about yeah. things that happen to your inner world. So, uh, uh, like personal relationships uh, and and things that happen to you on a, on a day-to-day basis. Gotcha. And uh, I think <coughs> Aaron is uh, an incredible songwriter and... Uh, we got lucky that it was the right place at the right time, he wrote the right songs, and I think he's written, uh, the entire Real Big Fish catalog, I think he's written um, like the songbook of your life from the time that you are 13 till you're 25, till you get out of college a fair statement. And then, then once you get out of college, you want to listen to serious music because you hate your life and you want to cut your arm off and you want to cry and you want to be serious. And then once you get past that hump, you come back to really Fish and go, oh, I just want to have fun at a show. I want to hear music that makes me smile, that that uh, makes me laugh at myself. And uh, I think Aaron's done a really, really good job at doing that you know all the problems in the world or a majority of the problems in the world are caused by people taking themselves too seriously
0: that's 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 a very fair statement because
1: once you start taking yourself seriously there's a connotation of fear I'm afraid yeah. because I'm serious and so we are a sincere man we take ourselves really sincerely we uh, have a, a sincere commitment to the instrument, to playing trumpet, to playing in this band. We all do, uh, but we can look at it in a lighthearted way that we can laugh at ourselves. Once you can't laugh at yourself, you have a real problem.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I I think what you're saying. I mean when you look at the people who are. Um, And I'm not just talking about politics. I'm talking about, like, it could be Hollywood celebrities. It could be whatever it is. The people who... The the reason people love certain celebrities uh, are the the ones that are generally... Seem to be the most, like, oh, I like that person. Is because if a joke comes out about them, they're like, yeah, well, I guess so. And then they'll go with it and they'll play with it. And then you see other people who... Are just too
1: serious and can't laugh about it or can't it, be like well I guess there you go it's, it's like Tom Hanks there's a reason why you love Tom yeah. Hanks or, or George Clooney these guys are uh, not only are they spectacular at their crafts uh, but you identify with them on a human level and in the best way on a human level yeah you know uh, I love Tom Hanks yes <laughs> uh, and I will watch just about anything with him, just to see the life that he brings absolutely uh, to everything. Yeah, no,
0: I um, I think the who was the actor that did this? There was an SNL uh, episode where it was right after the week that. Alec Baldwin, I don't know if you remember the story, he got kicked off of that American Airlines flight because he kept playing words with friends or something. And he kept getting, like, like he got angry, and then they just kicked him off the flight before it started. So then he went on to SNL the next week as the captain of the American Airlines flight, apologizing to Alec Baldwin. They're like, wait, no, you're not t- no, 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 let me finish. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and so that, I was like, okay, you know what, whatever you say, but he's aware that he yeah, that- made a stupid Mistake, and he's gonna make a joke about it.
1: Yeah, because no matter what you're doing and what success you have, we are all human beings sharing this experience together. And if you're so into yourself that uh, that you can't laugh at yourself,
0: uh, you got real problems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's. I think that may be one of the reasons, like why, as a public, or at least within the celebrity era celebrity kind of world, people maybe looked at Barack Obama like that because he would, yeah, he was being the president, he was doing a more serious job, but he was not, I mean, he had no scandals but he was very friendly and he was very would make jokes. I remember yeah. him doing a video where he spilled like a glass on the table he's like, ah Thanks, Obama. And then he was like, "It was kind of a tip to like, oh, you are looking at the internet. You know what <laughs> we're doing."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was uh, definitely something great. Uh, not only was he a great orator, but uh, you you saw him laugh. Yeah, a lot,
0: which was huge. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, well, going back to kind of something that you said earlier about your shows and just how fun and just it, it's just you want to listen to songs that make you smile and make you laugh, was there, I mean, was there ever a time when you guys maybe ever tried to in a band practice, or to say, okay, let's write something that goes a little bit more in a serious direction, or
1: did that, and then, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Cheer Up is kind of like that, Uh, and Aaron thought that 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 record was going to break up the band, because it was more of a pop record, and the songs were a little more serious... Uh, it's a great record Yeah, it's awesome and I I really 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 love it but there were so many tensions within the band you know people weren't happy people didn't want to be there Uh, you know know, when you start a band when you're 16 uh, eventually a lot of people find out oh yeah I don't want to do this for a living I don't want to be away (laughs) from my family I don't want to be on the road uh, 250 days out of the year I I don't like living Mm -hmm. in a submarine with, with all these other dirty guys yeah and uh, not having any personal space and and some people had families uh, some people had kids and didn't want to do this i'm the only one that has children now or or a child uh, and i still want to do this And i I want my daughter to experience this world that i live in and uh, appreciate it so i have a slightly different view than some of the other guys and the other guys want to do some some other things so those people that didn't want to be here eventually left Yeah, Uh, one way or another and now everybody that's in the band really wants to be here really loves the bands and really appreciates what what we do for the fans and uh, for the world in general and uh, I I think uh, if you can remain if you can keep having a healthy perspective on it and not be so into yourself uh, once again uh, not taking yourself so seriously uh, you have a much better time. Yeah.
0: I, I mean it's if you're if you're doing something where I mean whether you're in a band or a job or whatever it is and you're miserable, then it's almost like there's kind of there's no point to do it. You want people that are gonna be happy to go up on stage, particularly with something like this where you're oh, yeah. travelling six weeks and have three days
1: off. Yeah. yeah. All in <laughs> a different period of time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah uh not ed- everybody is cut out for this life. Some people it really you know, part of it is you can do whatever you want for the other twenty two hours of the day that you're not playing the show. And some people, you know, substance abuse uh, can be a problem with some people. Yeah. Uh if if you don't moderate if you don't take care of yourself, uh and are on top of it, it can bring you down. And or just your mental health can be ruined. Some people um, didn't last just from mental health reasons. And yeah. They didn't want to be out here anymore. Like, okay. I remember when um, uh, Scott
0: Kloppenstein, I remember yeah. when he left the band and everybody was kind of like, and I mean, I was bummed out because I was like, oh no. And then people were like, why, why are these people leaving the bands? And yeah. then I would kind of be like, because it, I mean, literally everything you just said, it's like, it's its a mentally exhausting, physically exhausting job, and everybody thinks you're just kind of out having fun playing shows every night, and that's not the case.
1: Yeah. Hey, Tom. Oh, oh, so, sorry. That's you? Yeah.
0: Oh, you're okay.
1: Yeah, we saw Scott on this tour in New York, uh, and it was great to see him, and great to have him out. He came out that- and played uh, and sang on... Uh, What are you sing on? Why am I forgetting it? Uh, Take on me. Oh, Oh, for sure. Okay, Um, cool. And and it was really nice to see him. He's got two kids, um, and he's writing music for uh, a musical right now. So I'm glad to see that. Oh, that's awesome. He's doing well and uh, and still playing. That's awesome. And it's
0: good that there's like that there's no bad blood in in
1: that sense. Yeah, yeah. It's really important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not with anybody that's left the band. It's just. Um, it's just something that happens And it's okay,
0: you know Yeah, absolutely I mean, what is it I mean, this might be kind of a broad question But what is it that, I guess That has kept you going with Aaron, I mean, along with Aaron d- Still doing this to this day And uh, given just how How intense touring can be And how much How much it can take out
1: of you I love to play trumpet, <laughs> And I uh, I uh, have run all the the musical styles. You know, I went to music school. I played in orchestras. I played in in salsa bands. I played in big bands and uh, played classical trumpet and all that stuff. And uh, this is the most fun you can have with your clothes on. <laughs> and uh, and I want to keep on doing it. and and I know that this band. Means it means a lot to me, but it means a lot to a lot of other people throughout the world. We we played a a beer fest in uh, Chandler, Arizona, and the stage was backed up against this parking structure, and they had a fence there, you know, to keep out wild animals from us. And uh, so I'm putting my horn away, and there's some fans over there at the fence. So I go over <laughs> there, and this woman just starts shaking and crying. And I go, what? what's wrong? What's wrong? She your music helped me get through my tour of duty in Afghanistan. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh, and I ran around <laughs> the fence and found her and gave her a big hug. Yeah. And, and you know, when you have a positive impact on people's lives like that, that's really important. And I don't forget uh, uh, that woman or or any other people that have come up and told me similar things. You know, we've had people that have come up and said, this song saved my life. Yeah. I was gonna kill myself oh my gosh yeah (laughs) wow what more could I do with my life that's better than to um, be a positive influence on people's lives and touch them through music
0: yeah did you guys think that I mean every band kind of has those aspirations of like oh yeah we want to play big rooms we want to tour the world I mean did you guys ever think that um, did you guys ever have aspirations to have that kind of emotional impact at the beginning? Yeah. Or was it just kind of, let's oh. just go and have fun? No, no,
1: you're just making music uh, because it feels right to you. You can't, it's, it's like having a, a painting and looking at a painting. Everyone's going to take a slightly different uh, perspective on it, yeah. and it's going to touch them in their own way. So you don't, you don't go... I'm going to save the world through this song. Uh, n- n- no, you're going to write these songs that, that mean something to you, that hopefully mean something to other people. And if uh, they can find their own meaning in it and relate to it, then you have, have done a good job.
0: Perfectly said. Um,
1: Well, we'll wrap this
0: up. Uh, We're getting close to the end of this, but uh, first off, thank you again for doing this. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you. It's my pleasure to talk to your droid here. (laughs) Uh, We have, uh, for everybody listening to this, we have a, um, I use a blue USB snowball, and we were talking about how it looks like uh, BB-8 from Star Wars. It's this little tiny round. Uh, circular microphone. <laughs> Will it carry your luggage? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> I'm getting there. I have to. I'm still working on the prototype for that attachment, but I want to get it there at some point. So. Nice. And I want him to. Oh, he can't hear me. He can't talk to me.
1: <laughs> yes and no. What we're doing? No. Um. Yeah. Um. Are you Star Wars fan? Uh yeah. Sweet. I, I. You know, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. I'm that old. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, a fan i enjoy it. i i'm not uber uber nerdy for sure uh about, about star wars but i love it and i just saw the last movie on this tour nice uh rogue one yes rogue one, I, sweet. I, I thought it was great forrest whitaker played some amazing yes movie. he did good bad bad dude yeah but he's good but he's crazy <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah i i Another guy that I loved, It was fun. Yeah, that was that was a fun movie. Um, I I like how it I like how it just tied everything together. Like there's I mean there there's a, a couple different movie franchises where they'll try to be like oh yeah we're gonna do a prequel or we're gonna do this film and then it's like that was so unnecessary. And then I think even within like the last just five minutes of this movie, it was totally worth it with, with yeah that
1: total little tie-in. And too. and, and when I first when I saw it, I. I you know, I, I didn't read anything about it, so oh, I didn't know where it was at in the story arc. Gotcha, okay. And, and it took me a few minutes to figure out, oh... That's but, almost
0: but, a bit more fun than going in and knowing, like, oh yeah, this is before the Death Star. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, that makes it a lot more fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and the, the only... You know, I have a four-year-old daughter, so we watch, uh, you know, My Little Pony and <laughs> and... and and, uh, and all movies like that. So I am, like on entertainment knowledge, I'm <laughs> terrible. So if I, if I see a movie that I want to see, okay, uh, I'll go see this. Great. Seize the day on tour on the three days off that I had.
0: Fair enough. Um, well, I guess I'll ask the last question in this. I ask this to every musician that I talk to just as a way to close things out in the podcast. But it's a very broad question, but what does music mean to you?
1: Oh, part of it since uh, it's it's pure emotion you know music can make you laugh music can make you cry music can can fill you with lust it can fill you with hope it can uh, it really is powerful and it, it's taken me much longer in my life to realize how powerful it is and uh, you know I, I this morning I was stretching upstairs in one of the rooms and I I put on the Stan Getz, uh, Gilberto um, you know the the, the record that brought Bossa Nova to uh, the United States. Just this beautiful record and I can listen to Stan Getz with his woofy hairy tenor sound and just relax. Yeah. And and do my exercises, and really enjoy enjoy that. Or I can put on Metallica and go. Oh, I
0: really love this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh,
1: and, and that can lift my spirits. Or um, you know, um, I can listen to Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald sing, and it makes it it makes my heart sing to to listen to them. It's uh, giving me goosebumps right now, just, just thinking about uh, uh, about those records that they did together. Yeah, um, music can save people's lives. It can, it can save the world. It's really important. All right, man. Well, hey, Johnny, thank you so much. It was a
0: true pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much. Awesome.